Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for July 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Turn it up, Cam. Come on and have a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, constitutional or Constitution Party nominee in 2004 runs for office in the great state of Maryland for the position of Attorney General. His name is Michael Peruka. He's with us now and he just won his primary. Welcome to the broadcast, Michael. Sam, it's great to be with you. Good morning, sir. As we talked right before we came on air, winning is a lot better than losing, huh? Well, yes, sir. Sam, you know, I've won some elections, I've lost some elections, and it's a whole lot more fun to win. But the the, the point is, it's all in God's plan, and I'm, I'm grateful for his blessing. All right, now let's talk about this for a little bit, because you know what? Uh, I had been looking uh, on Tuesday when it was vote time and everything else that I was going on, what's going to happen uh, and then it was extended, and they said, hey, we don't have the final vote counts. It's looking good for Michael, but we don't know. And I was concerned about a, a, an election fraud scenario. Uh, were you worried about that at all? Well, yes, Sam, I was. And uh, believe it or not, I still am, um, not not just for my race, but but for some other races. And I, I, the reason I say that is because there's there's so many mail-in ballots that actually they're still counting now i'm i'm still i still have a comfortable lead uh despite that but uh i have about a thirty thousand vote lead um and the the election came out about uh about 58 to 58 points to 42 points something like that roughly uh won by about 16 points so that's that's a fairly safe margin but uh the whole process is very Yeah, that's what problem. Donald thought there, buddy. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly right. So so I haven't I haven't in any way uh claimed victory or or uh or, uh, or and nobody has conceded. Uh but uh, it, we're looking we're looking like we're beyond the, the danger point here. No, uh, I agree. It, I want to point this out though when you say no one's conceded that's interesting. Whenever we don't concede, they make a big heyday about that. Now they're not conceding, huh? Well, that, that's that's true. But the, actually, the, the fact the fact is, with with so much uncertainty, I, I really don't blame my opponent for not conceding because there's because there's so much uncertainty in 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 this situation now. That's why that's why one of the planks of my platform is to uh, absolutely investigate and restore in election integrity. We need to. There there have been anomalies in 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 the 2020 ele- election. Uh, all over, not just in the swing states that we that we've heard about on the news, but all over the country, there have been 
anomalies, including in my state of Maryland. There are four or five counties in Maryland which have, uh, in the 2020 election, serious uh, anomalies, uh, just things that don't make any mathematical sense. And then I, I believe we also need to, part of my what I hope to do as Attorney General is conduct a, a comprehensive review of all the election methods to ensure fairness and transparency. We've got to get We've got to get rid of the machines, Sam. The machines are are are, are ridiculously uh, absurd in terms of the the the, uh, the fraud that they make possible. And then we've got to prosecute those people who have either falsified the election process or have falsified the election election results. There has to be consequences for these things. Or, well, it's just obvious that that that, that uh, these things need to be redressed and people people who committed these crimes brought to justice these these are treasonous actions well what i find fascinating is the mainstream press and the government always runs around and says hey we have election fraud claims without evidence but then my response is we have over four sheriffs open investigations right now across the country how do you claim there's no vote fraud in the middle of legitimate investigations right they 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 claim all the time that there's there's no evidence, but that's that's because their eyes are closed and they don't they don't want to admit to the evidence that there there's I think at least I'm just speaking from my state of Maryland, Sam. There are, there are if, if, if there's a group here called Maryland Voter Integrity Group, um, and they have counterparts across the country. Uh, a really wonderful lady named Robin Sachs runs that that organization here, and the things that they've uncovered are absolutely compelling. Uh, they're absolutely compelling. And one of the things that, that I tell you what got me off the couch about this, this subject matter some time ago, Sam, is I, when I learned that in uh, the transfer of some votes to, from one computer, some computers to others some, in some of the downloads of, of tallies, they actually are downloading and, and transferring fractional percentages of votes. They're, 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 they're saying, here's three-tenths of a vote, here's four-tenths or five-tenths of a vote. In what universe, Sam, does that make any sense except if you're cheating? I mean, why would you ever break a vote, one person's vote, into some kind of fractional amount in in terms of of, of tallies? That's just just absurd to me. Um, So these are the kind of things that just need to be – well, the reason they want the fractionalized voting like that is because then they can give like two fifths to Michael and seven fifths to me, kind of a thing, and you know, uh, right. this kind of stuff, but, right? But, but, but in what world does that make any sense except except for cheating? I mean, that's- yeah, zero. Of course, the answer is zero. Uh, it makes no sense at all. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why we say this is a big issue. We're not crying sour grapes. Uh, Michael won. Okay, we're not we're not this isn't sour grapes. This is a reality check in America that we all need to have, regardless of what party you're from, regardless if you believe it occurred or not. We need to build uh, transparency, accountability into the system. Investigations and accountability and prosecution is where it starts so that we can gain trust in the system. Again, I'm a guy that says we need to return to paper ballots. Uh, We need to have uh, video cameras on all the counts so that we can do an instant replay if necessary. We need to have vote counters and vote watchers who are all in the room physically who then swear under the penalty of perjury to their physical count. Then the ballots need to be stored for a certain amount of time. Hey, if I have to you know, swear under the penalty of perjury for my taxes, they should certainly have to do it for the vote. And then if I have to keep my tax records for seven years, my heck, at least they can keep the ballots for that long. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very simple process that everyone should be uh, willing to 
uh, to go for. Everybody should want honest elections. And if you don't, if you say that we're just nuts and crazy, and my question is what stake do you have in keeping the system uh, the way it is? And that's really the question that I would ask. And then for the media, I would say, look, while there's open investigations, how dare you? How dare you, while there's open investigations, claim that we have no evidence and without evidence or there is no vote fraud or elections fraud already been debunked, not when there's current legitimate uh, investigations underway. Yacht, if we believe in the American way, you'd wait till those are complete before you make such a statement, wouldn't you, Michael? Of course, of course, of course. The 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 the, the illogic of what's be, what comes from the, the major media just puts the stamp on what uh, D- Donald Trump for years has has made famous with the just fake news. I mean, the 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 the, 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 the mainstream media just presupposes that election fraud and talking about election fraud is just a big lie. Well, that for, based on what? Based on what? I mean, there, there's there's evidence all over the place, and uh, well, it 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 is it's frustrating sometimes to hear to see how much people just accept what major media says. I mean, um, I have to admit in my own life, Sam, I, I used to say that I I didn't believe the media, but I but but I have I have to admit that I have I gave them more credit than they deserve throughout my life, uh, but but no longer. You and the rest of us, we're all coming to an awakening to some degree, and we realize the awful state in which we find ourselves uh, in many ways, but we also take courage in that. You know what? Americans are resilient. The supreme law of the land, the Constitution, uh, is the great stabilizer if we use the checks and balances, if we stand with the supreme law, uh, if we turn to God Almighty and have a moral people and a moral society. Look, we're promised protection. He'll heal our land and protect us. I mean, even though it seems dire and seems like a big struggle and it's scary, the fact is there's great hope for the future, sir. Well, you know, I I am very hopeful. You know, in this this election, my primary election was uh, 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 even surprised me at at the, at the, uh, the margin with which I was able to prevail. I'm grateful to God, as I said, for for, for that blessing, and grateful for the, to the people of Maryland and the Maryland uh, Republican uh, people. The Republican Party didn't didn't help me at all in my election. Um, uh, the Republican Party in Maryland is very establishment or, or oriented, and uh, and what by what I mean by that is that there 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 really is a, a a deal going on between the Democrats and the Republicans. This is really not about Democrats versus Republicans. This is this is about uh, freedom. Lovers versus those those people who want to keep the status quo. What I think this election is 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 about uh, is is whether or not we're going to return to the philosophy of government of our founders that there is a God and our rights come from Him, and the purpose of government is to protect those God-given rights. Whether we're going to restore that understanding or whether we're going to continue down this road of a socialist, communist, uh, tyrannical. Um, situation i mean i think that's what this election is is really about right now all right michael hang tight ladies and gentlemen we're talking to michael perutka he just won his primary without the help of the republican party as attorney general for the great state of maryland when we come back i want to know what the general election is going to look like and then i want to talk a little bit more about what he hopes to accomplish in office that's vital as well we'll do it in seconds on liberty roundtable live 
Small Business Tech Guys has a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Gentlemen, Michael Parutka with us from the great state of Maryland, theamericanview.com, his website for incredible education on the Constitution. He's won the primary, folks. We hope it holds. You got a mail-in ballots, which I believe are one of the greatest lack of chain of custody ballots we can possibly have. It's dangerous, to say the least, and anybody can see that there's not a custody uh, of ballots there, a chain of custody that makes sense. So that's an easy one to debunk and say, look, we shouldn't have those mail-in ballots at all. It jettisons the precincts which is the founding most close to government uh, that we can get in America. You know, hey, this circumvents all that. It's a problem. Uh, and we know there's all kinds of issues with the chain of custody of ballots. But I, I digress. Uh, Michael is with us, though, and we're talking about his campaign. He hopes to uh, deal with election integrity issues uh, as attorney general of the great state of Maryland. But he also hopes to deal with the COVID abuses of our God-given rights. Look, with COVID, they've simply taken away all the constitutional protections, uh, and it has not been pleasant, Michael. No, and it's, it's not only in my state, of course. You know it's all over the country. Sam, for more than, for more than two years now, uh, this, this quote-unquote health crisis has been used as an excuse to deny Marylanders and, and other people in the country the exercise of their God-given and constitutionally protected rights, including, including the freedom to practice their religion, the freedom to assemble, and the freedom to associate, the freedom to make their own personal medical decisions, uh, the freedom to, to run a business without interruption, as well as the freedom to just to move about without any molestation. None of this, Sam, none of it has been lawful for, for too long. None of it has been lawful. All of it has been violative of the Constitution of Maryland and the Constitution of the United States. But, but for more than two years, we've been abused and censored and tyrannized 
by persons and entities who've misuse, misused their, their positions of public trust to deny our liberties and to steal our, our businesses, steal our substance, in the words of the founders, to indoctrinate our children, to invalidate our elections, and to, to, to attack our parental authority, to deny our bodily autonomy, to ruin our economy, to actually d- to repopulate our homeland, and, and ultimately to reduce us to, to servitude. So, so, Sam, the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of Maryland contain, uh, contain language and provisions that, that make these things unlawful, but, but they've done them and, and, and they've gotten away with them because, mostly because people don't, are not familiar with uh, their, their Constitution and, and, and they're not able to articulate and defend um, their, their rights. Let me give you one quick example. There are two law schools in Maryland, Sam. University of Baltimore and the University of Maryland Law Schools. They're two accredited law schools in Maryland. I went to one of them about 150 years ago. But but <laughs> but everybody that graduates from those those law schools, assuming they, they pass the bar and, and enter the practice of law, they all take an oath to the Maryland Constitution, of course, the U.S. Constitution as well. They all take an oath. And, you know, in neither of those law schools for the past 50 years has there been a course of study in the Maryland Constitution. They don't teach that which everybody gets out and takes an oath before God that they're going to protect and defend. Now, does that sound like that's just a, a oversight to you? That's just, oh, just, geez, that's, what a mistake. We just missed that. I mean, or is that part, or would you think that's part of a, an agenda, a larger agenda to, 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 to accomplish what they're, what they're, this evil that they're doing that, that's, that's actually r- removed us from the, for the blessings of liberty that our founders tried to provide for us. Well, if it was an accident, the second it was brought up, they would basically go all all to the wall to correct it. They don't, which tells you it's intentional uh, and uh, they don't want to discuss this at all. Now, one of the things people need to understand is all these mandates we hear about. I don't care what level of government comes from. These mandates are not law. They're pretend legislation, as you teach, Michael. Yeah, um, and you know, and the pretend that language for pretend legislation comes right from our Declaration of Independence. It's a it's a it's a wonderful phrase, because you know our founders were arguing with were, were de- declaring that that uh, things that the Parliament was doing, like the Stamp Act, the Tea Act, the Townsend Act, they said you don't have the authority to do this. These things these things are not law. They didn't so they didn't call them law. They called them acts of pretended legislation, which is an excellent term that I think we should use. Um, and then if you were accused of, of, of violating one of these acts of pretended legislation, they called that pretended offense or pretended offenses. Um, and that's what, you know, all these mandates, lockdowns, all of this stuff is, is what our founders would have called pretended, offen- pretended offenses or pretended legislation. None of them were lawful. But if, if the people don't know it, and they don't object and they don't articulate, and they don't defend. And, and, and lawyers in Maryland and, and other states don't even understand they're, they're, the, what the law really is, then we've we've actually enslaved ourselves by our own ignorance. You know, Hosea four six, uh, the prophet says, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But my, uh, my, my, my people are my people perish for lack of knowledge." And that's what's happening. Jefferson said, "If a, if a nation desires to be ignorant and free, it desires what never was and never will be." We've got we've got to know these things. And, and uh, by the way, that's why we founded the Institute on the Constitution, and that's why I know CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, is very active in education of of the people, and and particularly education of the law enforcement community, 
so that they, so we, we need we need to know what the law is uh, and because we're perishing for lack of knowledge. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a constitutional educator. Imagine that for Attorney General of the great state of Maryland. It gets exciting the second you start thinking about that, ladies and gentlemen. What does the future uh, general election look like, sir? Are you going to face a, a uh, Republican entrenched group that sides with the Democrats against you, or what do you think the landscape looks like? Well, well, uh, it's 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 going to it's going to be an uphill fight. You know, in Maryland, it's, it's about two to one Democrat uh, uh, registration over Republican. Um, so uh, I'm, my my opponent is is a former uh, lieutenant governor of Maryland and currently a, a congressman from Maryland. Um, but uh, there, our, our platforms and our, our ideology could not be we could not be in, in more distinct lanes, if you will, uh, Sam. Um, because again, uh, uh, my my opponent is in favor of what he calls reproductive rights. I don't understand that term because reproductive rights to me, Sam, means the right to reproduce, uh, not the right to not the right to murder. Um, uh, so he's 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 very distinct with me on that on on that platform. Very also with respect to the Second Amendment. I mean, he, he's he's a, he's a gun grabber, um, and uh, uh, so. So the idea of prosecuting public officials, which I would do, who have violated uh, the Constitution and violated our rights, is what I would do. That's not part of his program. Uh, And election integrity, restoring election integrity is not going to be part of his program. So uh, I believe that we're going to be very, very distinct, and it's going to be an opportunity for the people of Maryland to uh, declare and to stand up and declare whether they want to to return and restore constitutional uh america with the american view of law and government the con the, the american view that, that's listed that, that's contained precisely and concisely in the declaration of independence uh or whether we're going to just become continue down this communist socialist road that's really the, the and the, you couldn't what's, what's, you couldn't the, find more contrasting candidates ladies and gentlemen this is for america to decide right now in the upcoming general and that's why i highlight this because you've got an extremely liberal democrat and a primarily democratic stronghold with a real constitutional American standing up and saying, hey, folks, do you want to stand with liberty? Do you want to have your freedoms protected? All right. Do you? That's really the question before us, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. Where do people go to support your campaign, Michael? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Patriots for Perutka. Uh, Patriots for, with the number four, Perutka, P-E-R-O-U-T-K-A. Uh, that is our website. You, you can you can find out ways there that you can help. Um, we and we need all kinds of help. Of course, we need financial help because these are expensive things to do. These kind of campaigns, um, and uh, we but we can use all kind of other uh, help as well with respect to to media uh, and uh, and and uh, all, all the all the different uh, volunteering and and activities that go on. Everything from sign waving to poll watching, et cetera, et cetera. So we need, we need help all across the board. Patriots for Peruca, uh, dot com, uh, and, and you can find out ways that you can, that you can be helpful. Also, you can, we, we flesh out there our positions. What, what, what makes us distinct? What makes us American? And what, 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 uh, it, what I believe will help us to do what our founders intended, which is, which is to preserve the blessings of liberty to our posterity. That's what we're about. Is the media being decent and fair, or are they being uh, in the tank as well? 
so far, I haven't had what I would call decent or fair media. No. No. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, but, this is how this is partly how they commit election integrity uh, problems. When we say the media is not fair, wow, this guy won the primary. He's in the general election, right? He's going to face off somebody. We need to have fair, open debates, discussions, uh, and fair media treatment. Or are they going to pick sides and double down? And when they use all their efforts in the media to promote one side and down the other side, how much money does that equate to in an election? Folks, we got to be real about this. Michael, thank you. We'll have you back soon. We'll keep an eye on your campaign, brother. Godspeed. Sam, great to be with you. Thank you, sir. Patriots4Perutka.com. That's the number four. Patriots4Perutka.com. More in seconds. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is urging the State Department to label Russia a state sponsor of terrorism. In an interview Thursday, Pelosi said the move was long overdue and that she had been advocating it for months. In the Senate, a resolution has been introduced calling on Secretary of State to designate Russia as a sponsor of terrorism. Officials from Russia, Ukraine, and the United Nations plan to sign a deal to resume exports of Ukrainian grain via the Black Sea on Friday. As the made-for-TV January 6th committee continues their mostly partisan investigation without any credible cross-examination taking place, former Attorney General Bill Barr on Newsmax last night points out how partisan this spectacle is. I think is a misuse of the process, and it sort of highlights the fact that it is, it is a committee that's weighted in one direction. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-230-2777. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-230-2777. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-230-2777. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-230-2777. 800-230-2777. U.S. Representative Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate for New York governor, was attacked by a man who apparently tried to stab him at an upstate event Thursday. But the Army Reserve Lieutenant Colonel Congressman managed to escape uninjured and continued his speech. Many political pundits agree in New York, the race for governor will be between Democrat Kathy Hochul and Representative Lee Zeldin. A bacterial infection outbreak in the turtle world is affecting people. A salmonella outbreak has been linked to small turtles, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. They have announced that so far 15 people have been sick across 11 states, with five requiring hospitalization. The CDC stated that many of these outbreaks have been reported from people purchasing turtles from online stores. They noted that it is illegal to sell turtles that small. From the USA Radio News Los Angeles Bureau, I'm Ellie Andrews. 
USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we have got just star-studded guest after star-studded guest on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow. Guest now, Josh Phillip, investigative reporter, EpicTimes.com, TheEpicTimes.com. Josh Phillip, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable, sir. Hey, always a pleasure being here. The ultimate question what really happened on January the 6th? You know, a lot of us have been wondering that. Many of us weren't there. Uh, I know a lot of people that were there. I interviewed all of them. Um, many of them uh, were there trying to stop uh, the abuses that took place. Many of them were there peacefully outside praying. Nobody meant any harm. But I understand there were a few bad actors that literally brought this thing to the brink intentionally. Connecting the dots has been really hard because Congress asking questions to FBI, to the Justice Department, to the Capitol Police, and all they do is go, you know, we can't talk about that, Congressman. You know, we can't talk about that, Senator. And and literally getting shut down. (laughs) And then they have this little scandal on TV uh, about this uh, primetime TV where the Democrats are literally trying to uh, barbecue anybody. Uh, even associated with it. Now, define associated with it. Well, if Sam Bushman says, hey, there were bad actors there and most people were good, then, well, Sam Bushman is a January 6th apologist. Uh, and therefore, wow, you know, Sam's involved too somehow. You know, it's guilt, guilt by association. It's Aesop's Fables, the company you keep. Kind of a dishonest uh, narrative they're playing. You know that it's political theater at its best when we can't get to the bottom of it. There's hundreds maybe thousands of hours uh, of video that they will not release. And the big question is why, what have they got to cover up? We know the committee lied on multiple occasions and got caught lying. We know that in the impeachment to Donald Trump, they literally used evidence uh, that turned out to be completely bogus, not evidence at all. Well, if you want somebody to get to the bottom of this for us, the Epic times has done that ladies and gentlemen, uh, and they're releasing a film today. What really happened on January the 6th? Josh Phillips, what what the heck happened, man? <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of stuff that you just mentioned. And, of course, as you mentioned as well, really the, these hearings are not showing people what really happened. Not only are they not showing people what really happened, they're actually lying to people. I, I can tell you as someone who's seen a lot of the footage, you mentioned there's thousands of hours that have not been seen by the public. We've actually received quite a bit of footage. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say everything. If, if, you were, if you were to look at the totality of evidence provided to some of the lawyers, it would take you three years to watch it all. Uh, but we've worked with researchers who have access to most of that footage, a lot of that footage, and we've taken uh, a lot of that and put it together in this documentary, which is the real story of January 6th on uh, Epic TV. And, and as you mentioned, too, you know, there's a lot of things to dig into with this. You have the suspicious actors, you have the fact that a lot of people who were there that day, the, the normal Trump supporters, many of them were trying to stop these what we call suspicious actors, these individuals who were actively breaching the Capitol building, including while Trump was still giving a speech at the Ellipse, uh, who were breaking the windows and so on, and who, oddly enough, police seem to have no interest in. And these all raise serious questions of, well, they're doing this big hearing. 
why are they falsifying evidence, altering video evidence and removing context at this hearing if it's supposed to be an investigative hearing? And why are they not paying attention to the real criminals, the ones who I think most Trump supporters actually would agree probably should be investigated? And as you mentioned, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered on this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Epic Times has Epic TV Live, okay? And on Epic TV Live today, they have this documentary, What Really Happened on January the 6th. It's premiering today, July 22nd, the real story of January 6th. Um, and it's an incredible documentary, folks, uh, about this. Now, I want you to know that if you watch it today, it's free. After that, it'll cost a couple of bucks to watch it because we all need to fund the Epic Times, okay? But I'm telling you right now, if you go to theepictimes.com, uh, you click on the TV section, you can watch the movie or the documentary uh, today. Who's in it? How'd you put it together, Josh? Well, so we got a lot. We had, as I mentioned, we got a lot of video evidence. The, the idea initially was that we would basically take a lot of the evidence we sh we received personally uh, that show a very different picture of what took place on January 6th. Uh, we have, for example, some video analysis showing a second shooter for Ashley Babbitt. We have video evidence showing that the four people who did die that day. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear that? A second shooter for Ashley Babbitt. This is the one where, you know what, they claimed a bunch of people died at the hands of patriots. It turned out to be a lie. Uh, but then we find out that the only people that really died was Ashley Babbitt because the government killed her. Uh, the primary shooter was discovered but never had any accountability for this. And now there's a second shooter? Yes. Josh, so everyone, I think many people have seen the video footage of Officer Bird who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt. But right behind Officer Bird, there's actually a second shooter. We don't know if he fired or not. But I, we, we, among ourselves, we were kind of looking at the footage and, try, and trying to figure out whether or not he fired his gun. Uh, regardless of that, though, the individual, we don't know who he is, uh, draws, his, draws his pistol. And oddly enough, looks like he's covering the, uh, the grip of his pistol with a handkerchief. It's a very strange shot. But it's something I don't think anyone's talked about before. Uh, we, we, of course, show that Ashley Babbitt, right before she climbed through that window, I think a lot of people don't know that, as you mentioned, a lot of people tried to stop the breaching of the Capitol. Ashley Babbitt punches the guy in the face who broke that window, suggesting that she did not support what was happening. She did not agree with the with people, you know, breaking breaking windows or, or destroying public property in there. Uh, video evidence suggests that she may have been concerned for her life. She may have been worried about the people around her. We do know that she was surrounded by at least 20 what we would call suspicious actors. And there is a lot of evidence suggesting that she climbed through that window mainly to escape that area. Uh, after she climbed through immediately, she was shot and killed by Officer Bird, uh, which in the video we actually brought in a use of force expert, one of the one of the most credible use of force experts in the country, Stan Keffard. If you go on the court databases, he's the number one expert uh, called in by courts to testify on this, and he says it was a murder. His, his analysis yeah, because, of look, there was no yeah. reason, there was no reason to shoot her, even if she went through the window. There was no threat by her whatsoever. Well, well, an even basic protocol for police shootings was not followed by Officer uh, Bird. And so, really, Officer Bird absolutely should be arrested for this crime, and he should be well, trial what, for what he did. 
And what we really need to do is put him on the stand under oath uh, and really get to the bottom of, look, what orders were you given? Who, why did you shoot her? You, you really weren't afraid for your life. You know that isn't true. What, what prompted you or what gave you even the belief that you could shoot her? Because, look, knowing that it goes against all protocols and everything else, you must have a pretty solid, uh, whatever you want to say, belief that you're in the right to do this or that you have authority to do this or um, I don't know what given direction to do this. And then later when there's no prosecutions, doubling down on, hey, he did what we told him to do. Uh, that's a very compelling concern that ought to be vetted under oath, Josh. I fully agreed. And actually, what we actually should in this documentary as well is that three other individuals, the three other individuals who did die that day, video evidence does suggest that they may have been killed by police as well. And I, I think this is not known to most of the public. Give us a little bit of detail on them so we can kind of tease the audience for the uh, documentary. Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of people initially on January 6th, they heard that Officer um, Officer Sicknick was killed by protesters. They beat him in the head with a fire extinguisher. That was fake. That that was an absolute lie by the media. Uh, even the even the D.C. coroner concluded that uh, Officer um, Officer Sicknick died the following day of natural causes. No, hold so on. That was in lie. addition to that, they used that in the impeachment in the Donald trial as well, right? They're still using it, which is which is incredibly bizarre and absolutely fake. Even according to the D.C. medical coroner, uh, that that's not true. So the they are actively spreading disinformation. But everyone knows that, of course, Ashley Babbitt died, but they don't know about three others who did in fact die that day. One of the one of them is um, Roseanne Boyland, who died in the tunnel leading into the Capitol, and. Of course, they say that her death was natural. They, she was on, they said it was caused by amphetamines. She was on Ritalin, which is a medication she had been on most of her life, and they claimed that complications from Ritalin killed her. But the video evidence is very different. Basically, police deploy gas in the tunnel. It sucks the air out of the tunnel. People begin fleeing. They're trampling each other. Even that was, is, an, is improper use of force. People are fleeing, trampling each other. She collapses. People begin falling on top of her. And she's pleading with the crowd to save her life, to help her. The police not only do not help her, they begin, as she, as she loses consciousness, and while people are holding her hand, begging the police to save her life, the police then be, begin beating her unconscious body. And a lot of the footage that people see at that Capitol tunnel where people... You know, pe people, people think they see this video footage used by a lot of the media, used by these committees of the violence taking place at that tunnel. That was people trying to save her life and begging the police to save her life and watching as the police beat her unconscious body. She, of course, did die, and uh, that was one of them. The other two were heart complications, and people, the coroner said these were natural heart attacks and I believe a stroke. Uh, but video evidence shows that these individuals uh, they had those heart complications immediately after being struck with explosive munitions thrown by Capitol Police or the uh, D.C. Metro. And we have video footage of this. The police, they're rampantly, just wantonly throwing these explosive munitions into the crowd, deep into the crowd, you know, not following normal use of force protocol, uh, goes off next to people. These individuals, these two individuals collapse with the blast and then die shortly after of heart complications. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem is the narrative. And the problem is the hours and hours of video that they will not release. That's the next kind of question in this. 
hey, they're um, painting a narrative on national TV in prime time, uh, but yet we don't get the video that they have and refuse to release. you got to ask yourself why that is. Now, Ray Epps is one of the quintessential, uh, in my opinion, bad actors. He, uh, along with uh, the man at the top of the tower working together, Revolver Magazine uh, brought a lot of this forward. You know, what gives of these people? How come they're not even being uh, required to testify? How come we're just pointing at, uh, say, a Stuart Rhodes or, or, you know, some of these other people, uh, but yet we're not willing to look at Ray Epps and some of these guys? Now, do I believe the Oath Keepers were involved? I believe there was a few bad actor Oath Keepers. Yes, I do. But I don't believe the General Oath Keepers organization had ill intent. In fact, we have video evidence where Oath Keepers are actually protecting the police uh, and, and rescuing them to safety. We have that on on video as well, creating a completely different narrative uh, regarding the Oath Keepers and others. Um, Josh? Yeah, so we, we cover all of that um, in the documentary. We, we, we have both on Ray Epps, the suspicious actors, and on the Oath Keepers. Uh, first of all, on the point of Ray Epps. So Ray Epps was one of the initial instigators. There, we have video footage of him the day even before this, uh, telling a crowd, "We need to go into the Capitol. We need to go into the Capitol." You know, he he was really one of the people organizing the crime that uh, a lot of people are being charged with, or the alleged crime. Now, a lot of the patriots with. saying, "Stop! He's a Fed. Don't listen to him," and he shuts those people down and pushes his narrative, right? That's right. On the video, you can hear people start chanting Fed, you know, suggesting people don't support him. The important thing with Ray Epps is while Trump was still giving his speech at the Ellipse, Ray Epps and about close to 100 other individuals we would call suspicious actors, because we don't know who they are, were breaching the Capitol. And the initial breaching of the Capitol, even a lot of the footage a lot of the media shows, were these individuals. And it raises serious questions of, well, if they're claiming this was the main crime, why does the FBI seem to have no interest in these people? And if they claim Trump instigated the crowd, then why were the people breaching the Capitol while Trump was still speaking, while most people were over the ellipse listening to Trump speak? Uh, it raises some serious questions. Then on, the top, on top of that, New York Times starts running pieces defending Ray Epps when he was one of the main guys doing the very, committing the very crime that they themselves claim was so serious. I mean, nothing lines up with it. And why would uh, the, the New York the... Times defend this guy and protect this guy anyway? What stake do they have in it? They're supposed to be a news organization. Yeah. They're supposed to ground all facts. They're supposed to deal with the who, what, when, where, why of a story, Josh. Yeah, exactly. And it, it raises some serious questions, some major questions. And, and this is the, I mean, I'll get to the Oath Keepers in a bit, but this is one of the main pieces of irony I think people have. A lot of the Trump supporters believe that those people should be investigated. A lot of the Trump supporters do not did not agree with the idea of destroying public property or tearing down police barricades. They did not agree with what Ray Epps and other individuals who breached the Capitol did. They want investigations. And again, you know, if why is it that the people who are peacefully, you know, being waved into the Capitol building and doing the great walk through the building are facing 20 years in prison? But the people who committed the crime that Democrats and the committee and mainstream media agree is so serious. If, if those people are not even being looked at, they're not even being charged. I mean, what the heck is going on here? I, I think this does raise some serious questions. You know, on, on the point of the Oath Keepers, though, you, you brought them up briefly. And, of course, they're the ones being used to basically say this was an insurrection, a planned insurrection, and so on. We, we show video evidence, first of all, that um, really, I think, exonerates them in a lot of ways. 
as you mentioned, that there there was evidence that they were actually helping police. Now, in their private communications, I think guys just joked, you know, former military guys, they were probably, you know, they were talking about the possibility of being an insurrection or whatever. I mean, they're a militia. They did not bring any firearms with them, and they went there with the stated purpose of assisting police with security. And video evidence and all the evidence on them does show that that's exactly what they were doing. They were assisting police on security. Now, let me um, stop you there, too. The Oath Keepers have a multi-year track record of doing that very thing, of peacefully supporting and helping the police and stopping riots and insurrections. They've got a multi-year track record all over the country of doing that very thing, too, though. This isn't just an isolated example where we're going, oh, it looks like they're the good guys. They have a track record of this, too, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I think the biggest piece of footage a lot of the left, the the mainstream media and the the, uh, committee try to use is them going up the stairs of the Capitol in military stack formation. You know, that's the word, military stack formation. But if you watch the video, they're actually being escorted by a police officer. And this is the full context of that. They're approached. We have video. We have all the video of this. Uh, in the documentary, they're approached by a police officer who says that there's officers stuck trapped inside the building. This officer asks the um, the oath keepers for assistance to help get these officers out of the building. They agree to it, and they move. You know, they they put their shoulder on this officer's their hands on this officer officer's shoulder. That a quote unquote military stack formation, and they're led into the Capitol by this police officer. And then shortly afterwards, they emerge with you know ten ish. Uh, maybe a dozen-ish uh, military, uh, sorry, uh, police officers in SWAT gear, and they of course did exactly what they said they do. They helped get these officers out of the building. But oddly enough, that office again helping an officer escorted into the building by an officer coming out with officers, and somehow that act is being painted as like a military operation. It's it's completely ridiculous, and I think absolutely dishonest. Well, and you know what? There might have been an oath keeper or two that were bad actors. You know what? And, and let's get well, through we, we, investigations we have, there's and vet no, that. There's no evidence. There's no evidence of it. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but I'm I, just I saying, hey, you... for example, some say Ray Epps uh, was associated with the oath keepers at one time. Yeah, well, yeah, that'd be a different story. But, you know, on the note, yeah, of active people with them and the ones we can confirm with them, we actually we looked for evidence. We didn't find any. I mean, if we did have the evidence, we would have showed it, but we did not have any evidence. There's no video suggesting it, and no evidence has been presented by either criminal charges or this investigative committee showing that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Epic TV Live. Go to theepictimes.com. There's a video that you can watch today. What really happened on January 6th? Premiering today, you can watch it for free today. After that, a couple of bucks to help. The Epic Times continue to produce such blockbuster documentaries and more. How long is the film, uh, Mr. Phillip? Uh, it's about an hour and 40 minutes. You know, we, we, we tried to keep it as compact as possible, but, you know, when you're dealing with evidence of crimes and even exculpatory evidence showing that people did not commit crimes, um, it is important to show the full context. So, you know, it's an hour and 40 minutes, a bit, a bit longer. The mainstream press likes to act like Donald was derelict in his duty, to say the least. What did he do for the hundred and whatever minutes, uh, you know, while this was all going down? And how come he literally did nothing to stop it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, there's a great false narrative there, too, right? 
<laughs> I mean, this, this is where it gets really ridiculous. If, if we watch the previous January 6th committee hearing, they painted the picture that Trump was basically unhinged, that he was trying to take the steering wheel and trying to force, um, you know, secret, secret services to take him to the Capitol building. That's the picture they painted him, this, this unhinged, you know, crazy man trying to grab the wheel of, the, of this car and trying to, you know, force his way into the, into the grounds of the Capitol. Then the one last night shows a totally different narrative. Then they claim that Trump is indifferent, and he's basically just sitting at the Capitol waiting for information to come out. And, or sorry, sitting at the uh, White House waiting for information. He's basically unmoved by the whole thing. And so even that is self-contradictory. But the important part is this. Trump had offered for security that day. Trump had actually um, – he had made it so that they could have deployed the National Guard had they wanted to. And the choice. All right, hold on. Say that, that again, because that's the quintessential point here that people need to understand. Say that again, sir. Trump had authorized the deployment of the National Guard because, as anybody there would know, the Capitol Police was not not staffed nor equipped to handle a crowd of that size. Not only that, so Trump Trump authorized that. That would have been on. And that the, the final decision would have been on Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell and uh, D.C. DC Mayor Muriel Bowser. The responsibility then falls on their shoulders. The question of why did they not agree to have proper security that day? Because Trump had authorized proper security that day. Folks, that, in my opinion, is the quintessential. Why aren't the Republicans creating their own uh, private investigations and running their information on TV, too? I don't understand why we're just taking a beating here and letting the false narrative rule the day. Well, a couple points with that. So first of all, I think a lot of them are just maybe afraid or they don't have access to the video evidence. Um, the video evidence we provide in this documentary, I think, is more than sufficient to do that. Uh, at the same time, too, you can't you, – you actually – it's hard to find this, this information unless you're directly tied to sources, which we've received. You know, we have a lot of sources for this. Um, also, you can't publish a lot of it on YouTube. YouTube will, you know, they, they'll give you a strike. They might even delete your channel if you publish it on YouTube. And so in order to get the video evidence, you actually have to go directly to the lawyers, directly to people who are there and so on. And it's a very lengthy process. And then I to put out the evidence of, like you're doing, you got to have a non-deplatformable venue, right? Yeah, well, and that's the benefit of Epic TV, um, which is, of course, our platform for this. Uh, is that, you know, they can't censor us. We, we, we can post what we need there. We also have it on Rumble, actually, too. Um, people could rent it there as well. All right. What have I overlooked? I, we'll never get it done in a half hour, right? There's just too much, too much content. I've tried to highlight <laughs> some of the most important pieces. What have I left out that you believe is critical for the American people to know, sir? Well, you know, we cut it down to an hour and 40 minutes, and even that was very difficult because easily we could – I mean, if you want to watch the full thing, it would take you three years to watch it, let's put it that way if you want to watch the totality of evidence. But uh, basically, this is what it comes down to. There, was, there were crimes committed on January 6th. Police officers on that day committed numerous crimes, um, unauthorized use of force, um, you know, violence, assault under color, under, under color of the law, uh, murder, as in the case of Ashley Babbitt, and very likely entrapment. And I think this is the, the big piece here is that if you look at the totality of evidence, there is significant evidence suggesting that this was an act of entrapment. And if that can be brought to court, 
pretty much this whole thing goes out the window. All charges could be dropped. And frankly, the responsibility of this, regardless of any of that, really does fall on, I think, the Capitol Police. And people well, not only would all charges be dropped against the current people, but new charges would be filed against the treasonous people. Which I mean, needs look, to happen. this intentional entrapment yeah. is treason at the Capitol. It is. And not only that, too, but I think I think most America does want there to be charges. They want to know why Ray Epps, these 100 ish suspicious, suspicious actors and frankly, the police who are violating the law are not being charged. You know, I, I think a lot of us do support police. I, I personally agree. You know, mostly support police. But it doesn't mean that they can violate the law however they want. It, it doesn't we mean back they have the blue like a, an true, open Josh. plate. Exactly. It, it, it doesn't mean that you support them when they violate the law, and they should be held accountable for that. The question becomes, where does this all go to? You know what? We found out that Hillary Clinton uh, and Barack Obama and others kind of funded a, a, an attack on Donald when he was running for president as candidate and when he was president. They literally funded the dossier and more. They got caught doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, who done it here? Who who really put them all up to this and who created this false flag, if you will? Well, that's going to be the that's going to be the big question. I think we're going to need a, need answers to very soon. And um, I, I think that if Republicans do take retake the House, it's very likely they will launch will launch their own investigations. Regardless of that, though. I, even if they don't do that, I do believe that lawyers uh, very likely can and I think will step forward to launch their own lawsuits on behalf of some of these individuals who are, in fact, facing false charges. And I, I do think the truth will come out eventually uh, based on that. Yeah, what the government has a track record of doing is dismissing these cases and calling them mistrials or whatever else so that the evidence doesn't come out. They do that often, too. Ammon Bundy and others come to mind when that's the reality check. I'm aware of that, yeah. Yeah, he, he was also pretty badly falsely maligned, yeah. Yeah, he was guilty of nothing, and he served two years in jail, half of it in solitary confinement. When he gets done, guilty of nothing, and his lawyer gets tased in court for crying out loud. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Phillip with us, doing an incredible job. Uh, TheEpicTimes.com, they've got an incredible documentary out about who really, what really happened on January the 6th. You can watch it. It's premiering today. It's free. TheEpicTimes.com. Josh Phillip, thank you so much. We'll have you back soon, and God bless. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Always doing a phenomenal job on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. We bring the guests that matter most to the table. That is Liberty Roundtable Live. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along on this freedom-loving, faith-filled, fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time for Friday. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is the broadcast for July 22nd. In the year of our Lord, 2022, and this is our two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. 
using the supreme law, the Constitution of the United States of America as our guide. The checks and balances put in place by the Founding Fathers, brilliant. And one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips today. You know we reject revolution. And we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Without further ado, Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. His incredible collegiate series, To Preserve the Nation, all available at his incredible website. And um, ladies and gentlemen, understand that at the website, he's got a lot of information. It's not just his collegiate series, To Preserve the Nation. It's not just uh, his weekly webinars. It's details from the chapters of his books and a whole lot more. All right. It's all available at freedomsrisingsun.com. And you can sign up and be part of those weekly webinars. Q&A is on the Constitution, uh, takes topics of the day and answers questions from the reference point or framework of the founders' understanding, the debates that took place, the historical context, the whole bit. It's all available at freedomsrisingsun.com. Dr. Bradley, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much. I might uh, just mention that, uh, you know, YouTube basically expunged our existence from from the universe, and uh, we've been using BitChute to post a lot of those uh, answers that we give on our Q&A, and the the BitChute's a little less user-friendly in being able to get those things embedded into our website. So on my BitChute channel, until we resolve that problem, you can go to get uh, I don't know, there's probably a couple hundred videos there now instead of the 1,500 that YouTube exp- expunged. But a couple hundred uh, uh, videos that uh, explain and discuss a lot of current events, and that is Freedom's Call. It's Scott Bradley. I'm a, it's my bit shoot channel, Freedom's Call. And uh, every Thursday night we do a Q&A. Anybody in the world can get on. It's just that you have to... Sign up for it on my website, Freedom's Rising Sun, and then you get an invitation to come on, and it's an interactive kind of thing. Uh, you know, t- questions are submitted, and I give a, as you mentioned, a kind of a, a founding fathers historical perspective kind of answer, generally on current events. That's usually what people are are looking for is something about, hey, what about you know what's going on right now, you know, uh, whether it's uh, the COVID that. Uh, our president has got after being double vaxxed and double boosted and how he's using packs. We're going to get into that, sir. That's next on the list, by the way. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> so I just anyway, thought, Dr. Bradley yeah, has incredible, compelling content uh, available at freedomsrisingsun.com. Now, quickly, yesterday, by the way, we had on Eldon Stahl with us, coordinator with the John Birch Society, the New American Magazine. Uh, we also had guests Brian Rust and, Rust and Kelly Finnegan. Um, and we talked about the Department of Homeland Security creates new fusion centers taking control of local police. That's a new American article by Joe Wolverton. That was back in 2013 that he had that article come out. But now we find out that these fusion centers are state-owned and operated. Uh, they're in major urban areas, and therefore the receipt, analysis, gathering, and sharing of, listen, Threat-related information between literally everybody and their dog, including private entities. What happens, ladies and gentlemen, when fusion centers become weaponized? I want to get uh, that discussion uh, in front of Dr. Bradley, too, uh, in a a couple of minutes here. Um, Those are the topics. We're going to talk about um, what happened to Biden. We're going to talk uh, more about these fusion centers. 
These are serious, serious issues before us, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that we really want to discuss. What happens when fusion centers become weaponized by government? We'll get into that. Um, But these fusion centers have become a dangerous surveillance partnership. Tenth Amendment Center writing that one. Uh, We also talked about the Honest Money Report. We talked about Biden's Federal Reserve has created an economic disaster. Inflation literally is above 18%. Yeah, they did it by no longer measuring the constant basket of goods and services, but rather using a concept called substitution. Yeah, it's thrown off the real inflation rate for about 40 years, folks, because people don't understand. Look, when they put substitution, let's just say that we talk about steak. Hey, what does steak cost? When steak goes up and we say, well, people will normally then substitute chicken for steak. Well, that's not an honest reality check, folks, because steak may be harder to get. May go Okay, you cannot just substitute like that and play games. So the real inflation rate, folks, is above 18% right now. Did you know that? And they're talking about <clears throat> they're talking about a universal basic income to try to deal with all this stuff. It's just disaster on steroids. And now Biden is unconstitutionally bypassing Congress relating climate emergency. We'll get into that with Dr. Bradley, too. I I just don't know if we have time for all this. Um, But we're going to dig really right in on this. This is serious, serious stuff we're talking about, folks. Yesterday, we also discussed executive order 6,102. It was April 5th, 1933, literally outlawing gold, folks. Franklin D. Roosevelt, shame on him. Supposedly he had authority for this, but he didn't. It was abusive. It was unconstitutional. That was hour one. Hour two, Sam and Eldon continued, and we talked about the larger than expected. Republicans, the GOP vote in the House, to codify same-sex marriage, ladies and gentlemen. They try to claim that it's marriage equality, creating a narrow path to possibly stop the courts from jettisoning same-sex marriage. Folks, there's no such thing as equality here. That's a lie. you got to go back to what is the definition of marriage, right? We're talking about legal, quote, versus biblical and moral, right? You cannot define marriage without procreation being part of it, the continuing of the human race, all right? Anyway, the bottom line is Democrats finally come clean and name their number one enemy. That is biblical Christians. If you are a Christian, America's ruling elites see you as the enemy. We talked about that in detail. Uh, Then we talked about, will Trump run in 2024? You bet he will. Will he win? Of course he will. That's what Dick Morris is saying. That's the liberal guy that used to work for Clinton. Now he's supposedly a conservative pundit. There's speculation that Tucker Carlson might run for president. Howard Stern says he may run for president. Folks, this is getting to be insanity. The real question that I asked at the end of the hour, who would you want to run for president? Do we even have realistic candidates that we can possibly consider that would be legitimate, true blue, constitutional, carrying Uh, carrying out oath of office type people? Is there anybody? So let's ask Dr. Bradley that. 
Then after the break, we'll dig into some of these incredible topics we've got on the scale today. Can you think of anybody that you would want to run for president that you could count on that would be true blue, Dr. Bradley? You mean anybody that's immortal right now? Yeah. I mean, uh, oh, come on. Uh, you look at the clown acts that we got out there and the uh, facades that are that are uh, nibbling around the edges and acting like they're presidential timber. Uh, this The job has become a job of lessers, has been for many decades. Uh, that's been a uh, agendized uh, political kind of, let's go with the party agenda rather than the Constitution. You know, I guess if I saw, sat and thought long enough, I might be able to come up with someone that nobody's ever heard of before. But, um, but basically, it's become a, a beauty contest, a billion-dollar beauty contest that, uh, you know, we got entertainers. And, I mean, if, if you can read a script card or a cue card. Uh, no. Follow, no, you can't I mean, even read one on. of those. Now Barack is literally, they have notes in his scorecard on his teleprompter, and one of them says, read that line over. And instead of reading the line a second time to hammer home the point, he reads, read that line over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Like I say, clown acts that. Uh, oh, my goodness. I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, and maybe given enough time. I mean, you've kind of popped a interesting question to me, but, but really and truly, uh, most things are media creations. Most of the people that are out there today are media creations that uh, are playing off of some agendized, unconstitutional issue. I mean, they can make make it an election issue for uh, abortion. Well, go read the Constitution, kids. Tell me where that is. You make an agendized thing about same-sex marriage. Show me where the general government can be involved in marriage. You make an agendized issue about this uh, universal health care, universal income, or whatever, or this idea about contraception, for that matter. Absolutely. By the way, we did, in recent uh, Q&As, we covered a number of these things. and We've got videos that are generally about 10 or 15 minutes long about each of these subjects. This same-sex marriage bill that passed the Congress with 47 Republicans voting with the Democrats. Voted, the, Re- the Republicans broke ranks, if you will. And, and if you think the Republicans are going to save you, forget it, people. But... The Democrats were of of complete unified voting bloc, 47 Republicans, by the way, including all four of Utah's Republican congressmen voted in favor of this thing. Shame on all folks. Anyway, you know, there's just so much uh, uh, that we could talk about. But, no, I can't think of anybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think Dr. Scott Bradley could, well, he already ran as vice presidential candidate on the Constitution Party ticket, and good for him for that. But again, Americans have got to learn to embrace those who will stand true blue for the principles that made America great. We've got to have Americans get involved, people. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 
90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine and an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert Vandenbosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. All right. Back with you live. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hard to know these days even what to focus on there's just so much information so much news but i really think it's important to talk about these fusion centers with dr scott bradley all right what happens when fusion centers become weaponized we've known about these fusions for fusion centers for quite a while and and we knew they were going to be a concern but we didn't know how bad how fast uh and so they got created uh, really um after the republicans put a new government whole new government program in place called Homeland Security right after the 9-11. Shame on the Republicans. But they put this together. Then Homeland Security doubled down in the Patriot Act and doubled down in all these different things, uh, literally calling uh, half of us terrorists. But then these fusion centers came. There's 80 fusion centers around the country. Uh, And these fusion centers all have their kind of regions, and they're basically designed to gather information on the local level, to disseminate it to the general government, to the, the given states, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're kind of clearing houses of information. But now they have become flat-out weaponized. Mom that goes down to the school board is now a terrorist, says the Justice Department and the FBI. How do they know about this? How did this all transfer? How did this all happen? The fusion centers at the core of it. Well, now they're using the fusion centers to directly attack patriots like me and others, Dr. Bradley. Do you want to speak to this one? Well, I don't know the specifics about attacks on you, but uh, I'll go back to uh, 2008. And uh, you may recall that you and I were on, it's probably so far back in your memory banks, it'd be hard to do, but you and I were doing an interview much like this on uh, the radio. And uh, the issue of these fusion centers came up, and there was one in Missouri particularly that uh, was uh, kind of taking a front and center kind of position on this thing. Uh, people that had old bumper stickers in favor of the Second Amendment, in favor of pro-life, in favor of Ron Paul, in favor of Chuck Baldwin, uh, those guys were being targeted as as potential uh, domestic terrorists. And you and I made a phone call to the head of this fusion center, if you might recall. We got stonewalled. We got hung up on. We made probably, I don't know, 15 follow-on calls they they busied us out and would not take any of our calls. We were going to try and talk to them on air, live, 
and say, what's the dealy here? But these fusion centers have been around for a period of time. They seem to be uh, growing legs, if you will, gaining traction. And the point of the matter is that they're a complete uh, violation of separation of powers. Uh, and, and I know, I know there's people that say anybody that brings the Nazis up in an argument uh, first loses because, you know, f suddenly this, everybody says, oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, you can't talk about Nazis. And the Nazis, oh, that's such an extreme. Well, the fact of the matter is this is very, very parallel to what happened in Nazi Germany when Hitler came to power in 1933. By the way, you brought up uh, earlier the uh, gold thing that FDR was doing. That was concurrent. Both Hitler and FDR were elected by a democratic process, if you will. And they both um, gained power legally through the system. And both of them seized power as they got into office. And, and uh, there was steps that were taken. And uh, one of which was uh, uh, FDR's uh, seizing of all gold in the United States. And the centralizing of power at the, at the general government level, uh, the redistribution of wealth, all of this stuff's happening again. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, you know, you say, oh, you can't bring up the Nazis. Well, if you can't learn from the historical disasters that have happened, how are you going to avoid them in the future? You'll be repeating them. Well, these fusion centers are simply a, uh, a consolidation of power that violates separation of powers, this idea of the general government and then the state governments and the local governments. We have, we had, I'm not so sure we still do have, but historically there's been a great strength in this nation because of the multi-level later levels of, of uh, separation of powers. So there can't be a consolidation, an ultimate rolling together that becomes so all-inclusive it's overwhelming. And, of course, they're attempting to do this at the international level with the United Nations and some of those United Nations regional arrangements. But the point of the matter is, right now, today, uh, the, the feds have basically purchased the, uh, the local government's uh, police agencies through grants and uh, you know, largesse, basically, from MRAP vehicles, you know, those mine-resistant, ambush-protected tank-like vehicles to where they buy body, body armor and pay for firearms and, and they, uh, you know, help pay for their operating expenses and so on and so forth. And, and truly, they are fusing together a kind of a monolithic power structure. And, well, they uh, disarm us. They arm themselves to the teeth as well. Uh, the IRS agents, for example, what do they need their million rounds of firearm, uh, you know, high-power handgun ammunition or whatever? Uh, M16 rounds, whatever. I mean, it's it's just so bizarre. Now, the the brown shirts and the Nazi era and everything, they got preeminence. They they had a national police force called the Gestapo. It was uh, brutal, and, of course, you watch all of the World War II movies and see that. And it became a, a nationalized perspective on re re enforcement of, a, of law. And the Founding Fathers so carefully separated that and if we go back to St. George Tucker, I always introduce him as the preeminent constitutional scholar of the founding era. St. George Tucker wrote extensively about that, about how all, all enforcement power and even the power to make law and, uh, and define punishments on anything that was outside the constitutional limits. Read the Tenth Amendment again, people. 
Um, you know, if we didn't give you the power, you don't have it. That's what the Tenth Amendment tells the general government. Uh, and Tucker was so careful to point out that there are no authorities authorized within the United States Constitution for the general government to participate in in the crimes not defined by the Constitution. And if you go carefully reread the Constitution, you'll find that they're very limited. Now, you know, okay, okay, counterfeit, okay, that's a problem. You know, this idea, what what the, well, the 45th. Yeah, and the uh, only group that's counterfeiting paper. now is your government primarily. <laughs> you, you got that right. I mean, they've legalized counterfeiting. And we could talk at length about fiat money. And, and by the way, all of this stuff plays into these things. The inflation rate, if you talk at, be about it being, oh, I, oh, there's so many things to talk about. If you talk about <laughs> the inflation rate being over 18%, there's a, a kind of a general rule of thumb. It's called the rule of 72. And you can talk about it on how long it takes money to double on an investment, or you can talk about it in terms of how long it takes for your money to lose half of its purchasing power. So using it in that context, if you divide the inflation rate into 72, that tells you how many years it will be before the uh, uh, your, your purchasing power has been cut in half. Do the quick math. If it's 18%, you divide that into 72, that's four years. Sam, somebody saves a million dollars and retires and thinks, I'm going to be okay forever. Well, in in four years at 18% interest, that million dollars will be worth only what $500,000 would buy today. And you can and see think how Think about quickly. that if you're a saver, ladies and gentlemen, or think about that if you have other investments <clears throat> that may not be prospering as great as the inflationary hidden tax is abusing you. Everybody is going backwards except for those who can create money out of thin air. And, and the fact of the matter is they're creating money out of thin air, and they're, they're talking about these uh, uh, minimum you know, annual income kind of thing. Where do they get that money? Well, our total revenue stream for the whole United States, every source, is you know, a little over $3.5 trillion. If you're spending 4 or $5 trillion every year, you're spending money you don't have. So you're borrowing money. And so if you continue to send out, oh, $1,000 paychecks to everybody that's uh, affected by COVID or billion-dollar paychecks to states, you have what happens in, in causes and is largely, you know, the directing our inflation at this time. Maybe we've talked about this before, but, but the um, M1, M2, and M3 are Federal Reserve uh, quotations of money supply. M1 is the most liquid supply. That's your cash in hand and checking accounts. M2 is CDs, a little bit less liquid and so on. M3 is even less liquid. M1, January of 2020, was just under $4 trillion. Uh, I think it's $3.93 trillion in the United States. Two years later, January of 2022, just a few months ago, that had jumped to over $20 trillion. Our liquid money supply had grown by five times in two years, and we wonder why inflation is going wacko, and they say, oh, it's greedy workers that want more money. No. Don't worry. You bring this all up, though, ladies and gentlemen, and then you got to have the fusion centers involved. What happens when they become weaponized? I don't know if people know this, but did you know that there's a National Fusion Center Association? <laughs> they claim helping protect America. I write not. If you don't believe me, NFCA, 
NFCAUSA.org. NFCAUSA.org is where it's at. Let's get into this. We'll do it in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Two accused drug traffickers from Washington State busted with 150,000 fentanyl pills during a California traffic stop last month failed to show up in court Thursday morning after being released on California's new soft-on-crime cashless bail. After the no-show, the judge withdrew the prior $2 million bond and directed each be held without bond if they turn up on the system. Representative Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate for New York governor, was attacked by a man who tried to stab him in Parenton, New York, Thursday afternoon. Parenton, New York, is about a 15-minute drive southeast of Rochester. Zeldin's campaign said the attacker was taken into custody. Zeldin, an Army Reserve Lieutenant Colonel Congressman, continued his speech. USA Radio News. To celebrate the launch of new Duracell with Power Boost ingredients, Duracell, America's number one trusted battery brand, has teamed up with Make-A-Wish this summer to power outdoor experiences for wish kids across the country. And they've partnered with Bear Grylls to help them do it. We've planned something special for a Make-A-Wish kid named Cameron, who's told them that his greatest wish is to go on an adventure together. And part of any great adventure is always going to be a great headlamp. Whether you're hiking at night, exploring caves, and make sure you've got batteries that are powerful enough to do the job. The new Duracell Optimum with Power Boost ingredients are engineered for more, helping you to get the most out of the moments that matter, like spending more time in the great outdoors and making memories with your family. For more info, check out Duracell.com slash PowerBoost, where you can learn more about their partnership with Make-A-Wish this summer and how you can get involved too. Federal prosecutors have announced the first insider trading case involving cryptocurrency. U.S. prosecutors in New York City said Thursday that a former product manager at Coinbase and two others have been charged with wire fraud. The Flint water crisis trial is wrapping up. Jurors heard closing arguments in the only trial to arise thus far from the Flint water crisis, a dispute whether two engineering firms should be held partially responsible for the city's lead contamination in 2014 through 2015. We have an aging infrastructure here in the city of Flint, like every place else almost throughout this country. Lead seeped into the water system. That was what happened as a result of not having corrosion control. That was the mayor of Flint, Karen Weaver. Monday will be the first full day of jury deliberations in federal court in Michigan. From the USA Radio News Los Angeles Bureau, I'm Ellie Andrews. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. If it ain't bad enough, ladies and gentlemen, now we're all li- drinking lead. <laughs> Listen to the bottom of the hour. We're drinking lead and we're drinking fluoride in the water. And you kind of wonder why nobody cares about liberty these days, huh? Wow, what happens when fusion centers become weaponized? Yeah, there is what's called a National Fusion Center Association. 
National Fusion Center Association. This is a group that puts all the fusion centers together. I kid you not. NFCAUSA.org is where you go to learn more about it. It's disaster. But anyway, this guy wrote an article called Shoulder to Shoulder, CSPOA and the Oath Keepers, written by Chuck Tanner. And he's with a group called IREHR.org. Uh, and this group is supposedly a human rights education group, but what they're writing is the quintessential dossier on Sam Bushman, Sheriff Richard Mack, Stuart Rhodes, Ammon Bundy, a bunch of us. Uh, and they're dishonest in their narrative. They've got a lot of facts right because they listen to this radio program. They literally transcribe every word and have quotes. And so the quotes somewhat are accurate, although they're taken out of context in many cases. But the narrative is completely dishonest. And let me give you a quick kind of an idea. Now, the article basically says, look, Richard Mack is um, tied at the hip with Stuart Rhodes. Uh, and they're both, you know, destroying the country. Look, Stuart Rhodes is already indicted right now and in jail for the January 6th scandal. Well, if you listen to last last hour when we talked to Josh Phillip, investigative reporter for the Epic Times and the incredible uh, documentary they have coming out, what really happened on January the 6th, this today, you can watch it for free at theepictimes.com. They highlight that the Oath Keepers aren't guilty like they claim. It's a dishonest narrative. The narrative of them going up the stairs in stacked formation makes it sound like they're breaching the Capitol. The truth is they were led by a police officer in because they were asked for help, and they came out just later bringing about 12 police officers to safety. So the narrative is dishonest. Were there bad actors? Absolutely. Uh, but uh, the people being held responsible are the good guys uh, as they create literally uh, entrapment. Uh, and the bad guys, Ray Epps and about 100 others, many of them unnamed, unknown, are the bad actors. The question is who done it? And we don't have answers on all of it, but we certainly know what happened. They literally betrayed Trump. They literally created an insurrection at the Capitol. But all the people being prosecuted for this with rare exception, are not even guilty at all of anything. And they know it. Well, the National Fusion Center folks might be a great part for all this. Anyway, I digress except to say, so Richard Mack and Stuart Rhodes are tied to the hip because Richard was at one point on their board. That was years ago. Now the two organizations have, have gone different directions to a great degree. Nevertheless, I back Stuart Rhodes and say, look, he's innocent until proven guilty, folks, first of all. Secondly, you know what? I want to see evidence of his wrongdoing. They don't have it. Uh, but to make a long story short, though, then they say, how do we know that Richard and, and Stewart are tied at the hip? Well, Sam Bushman, the vice president of operations of the CSPOA, just had Stuart Rhodes on his radio program the other day. Kind of a thing. So therefore, see how they're tied to the hip even still. Folks, look, I am the vice president of operations of the CSPOA. That's true. But just because I have a radio talk show and I have a guest on Stuart Rhodes, that doesn't mean we're tied together. It just means I have all kinds of guests on the radio show. That's separate from my VP of operations. Okay, but the narrative. So then they talk about Richard Mack. They talk about Stuart Rhodes. They talk about Ammon Bundy. They talk about Michael Prutka. They talk about all these people. And then the inference is that, look, Sam Bushman is ground zero. Sam Bushman really is the quarterback that kind of throws the ball to all these characters. Sam Bushman is kind of the guy that really controls everybody and puts everybody together. And, and not only that, Sam Bushman receives funding from the Mormon Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, he gets money from them. And by the way, there's a Mormon agenda to take over the West, led by the church in secret by Sam Bushman, who directs all these people. That's the narrative that they're loosely putting together. It's absolutely 100% bogus. First off, I have never received a single penny, not one, do I dare say red cent, or is that racist? Anyway, one red cent I've never received from the church. All I run is their public service announcements that they send out to all media. 
And if you want to run it, you do. And if you don't want to, you don't. And I choose to run it because I like a lot of the promotion of God, family, and country. And I believe a lot of their uh, public service announcements are funny and cute. And they really drive home family values points. Uh, Family isn't it about time and the like. And so I run them uh, at my own expense. But the church has never paid me a penny. And there's no association between me and the church on any topic, except for that I'm a member of the church. But I don't speak for them. I don't write for them. I don't. My media outlet has nothing to do with them. Uh, and, and so this is an absolute lie, all of it. <clears throat> and the idea that I direct Ammon Bundy or Richard Mack or Stuart Rhodes or any of these people or that I'm ground zero for the great coordinative effort to create an insurrection uh, to take down the democracy and all this, it's absolutely a psychotic lie. But here's the problem, Dr. Bradley, and now I'll turn it over to you. This is all being fed to the Fusion Center, sir. How do I know? Well, this goopball that nobody knows, this Chuck Tanner guy writes this insane article. But then the Epic, or I'm sorry, the <clears throat> Reuters News Service attended our press conference a few days ago. They write a big old takeout article on Richard Mack and, uh, and True the Vote and all these people. They don't mention my name in that article. But what they do is they put a link to this guy's article in their article. And so now we see this stuff uh, really being fed to the Fusion Center and then coming back out of the Fusion Center to the media. Uh, folks, this is insanity. Uh, what's happening. We're connecting more and more and more uh, of the dots. They have weaponized fusion centers and they have weaponized the National Fusion Center Association, which is not government at all. Uh, This is getting scary rapidly, Dr. Bradley. Any strings to pull on, as I always say. Uh, You're a pretty powerful guy, Sam, it sounds like. I'm honored to be able to even have a moment's attention of yours. But, I'm so uh, powerful, but they say yeah. that I'm just tiny, that I'm nobody. Then why are they attacking me like this if I don't even matter? They well, can't have it both ways, folks. Hit, birds flutter, and if you're not, if you're on target, you're getting flack. All those kind of things. All of those kind of things play out. It's interesting to me how the, their guilt by association stuff goes on and the foregone conclusions that they're drawing the the press, generally speaking, is incestuous, and, and that's a, a general term that I guess we could explain further. They feed off of each other. Their their creativity is nearly zero, and so if somebody puts something out and they, they basically play off of it in a uh, in a way that, uh, that gives more traction and credibility to a lot of the things that really should deserve no traction whatsoever, uh, it's interesting, there these groups that are out there, I mean, whether it's the Southern Poverty Law guys that, that have slandered you and, and Mac and others before, and these guys that are here, they really are noise that are out there that have a much bigger footprint than they deserve because they are so radicalized themselves. I mean, it's kind of like giving Antifa or Black Lives Matter front and center stage on, on every major newspaper. Well, wait a minute, we've done that lately, haven't we? Anyway, they, they give these guys front and center on the newspapers, and, and suddenly they're this big movement that's going to, you know, uh, perform all sorts of miraculous things in the transformation of, a, of the nation, where the real people, the regular people, the people that are, you know, they want to they wanna keep this nation the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous nation it ever was and ever has been on the earth, and uh, they want to preserve that. And so... Uh, a lot of times these people get attention that they don't deserve and uh, they feed on each other and they magnify each other and they're really nothing they're noise 
And the, I mean, it's it's funny. You look at some of these places like uh, this group, the Institute for Research and Education on Human Rights, for example. There are strong ties to the NAACP. The NAACP has always been a Marxist organization. And it, it's like, okay, all right. So now we start to see some of these things. As you tie them together, you find that there's a... Um, they're feeding each other, and they're they're kind of making each other look bigger than they are, and and they get the uh, bought and paid for media people to play off of them. It's 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 a self fulfilling prophecy in so many ways. Um, I don't know. I guess you can count it uh, amazing that you have some enemies that that you can say, well, they're uh, I must be on target. I'm going the right direction. But yeah, it's being used Heard the that. wrong way. Honesty sure. is the issue, though, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't received a penny from the Mormon Church, first of all. Secondly, I don't control Ammon Bundy or Richard Mack or Stuart Rhodes. These people lead large organizations. The whole point of Liberty Roundtable is not just to hear Sam babble. It's to hear from all kinds of organizations, the Epic Times, the John Burtz Society, uh, Campaign for Liberty, um, you know, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, Oath Keepers. My goal as Liberty Roundtable is to bring all these liberty organizations to the table. But that doesn't mean that I call the shots or that I control these people or that we have united marching orders. I don't even agree with everything everybody says. But I give them the chance to say it because they have their right to free speech and everything else. And uh, But I just find it fascinating how they really want to put together this narrative. It's not based in fact, though. There is no goal to down democracy. First off, we don't have a democracy, folks. We have a constitutional republic. If you don't believe me, we have a republic. Try to pledge allegiance and see what comes out of your mouth. And the word democracy is not even there. So I'm not trying to uh, take down any government. I am trying to, though, direct government to its proper constitutional role based on the rule of law. That absolutely is what I'm trying to do. And uh, our goal is to promote God, family, and country and protect life, liberty, and property and realize we're all God's children and we ought to act like it. I'll call... I'll say guilty as charged to that. We'll come back and talk about this more, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education. 
conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Anyway, I don't want this show to be about me, folks. I'm just telling you that this is the dishonesty that they're putting and feeding to the fusion centers. Uh, The problem with all this, folks, is the dishonesty. And right now, it might be Sam Bushman, but tomorrow it'll be you. Okay? They're going after the Christians. And you think you can avoid it? You can just say, oh, Sam's a whack. Sam's goofy. Sam's a conspiracy theorist. Sam's up, but later it'll be you folks. And if we learn anything from the Nazi era, eventually it will be you. If you let them come for me, uh, eventually it'll be you. What we need is funding, though, folks, because we're really gaining ground, and they know it. Election integrity is a critical issue. Michael Prutka, who just won his primary for attorney general in the great state of Maryland, literally says openly, look, election integrity is critical, and that will be one of the key points of my administration if I become the attorney general. He also says, hey, these abuses over COVID, we're not going to tolerate them if I become the attorney general. Okay, we're making ground in our election fraud conference, highlighting this, working to get to the bottom of it with all 3,000-plus sheriffs in America. Critical. The mainstream press losing credibility by the second. They claim there's nothing to election fraud. Well, then how can we have arrests? Well, there's nothing to election fraud. How do you make that claim when there's four-plus sheriff investigations underway right now? You can't claim there's nothing to it when an investigation is underway. You have to wait till the investigation is complete to determine that, don't you? But see, the mainstream press lies. The issue is honesty, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Now, before the end of the hour, we've got a couple of other topics to get to, too. I'm just trying to highlight these. Um, Biden is now unconstitutionally, blatantly publicly announcing and acting to bypass Congress to fight what he calls, quote, climate emergency. He ought to be impeached over this, literally, and arrested for his criminal activity. Where does he get the authority to blatantly just say, I'm going to bypass Congress? That's a blatant violation, Dr. Bradley. You know, there's so many things that we can talk about. This is just one of dozens that are uh, should be at the top of the list, but... Uh, you know, it's the problem we've got is that we think we elect a monarch, and the monarch has unlimited power to do whatever. And this is over many decades is, is what's ro- rolled around. The um, Constitution is very specific about how, who has the authority to make law. That law can only be made within the limits and bounds defined within the Constitution. And for anybody, and which is a very large group nowadays, to think that a president, by fiat, by uh, executive order, by monarchical rule, can do this or that or the other is plain, flat-out lie. And uh, that's where Biden is coming from right now. But no, t- he's not. he didn't invent this. Look at, look at uh, t- Donald Trump declared an emergency for this uh, COVID thing and, and seized some of the industry of the United States. I mean, come on, people. We can't, it doesn't matter what party or who you think is a spiffy leader right now. They cannot do this. It's like uh, Jefferson wrote, uh, let no more be said of confidence in man, but bind him down from mischief with the chains of the Constitution. 
there is no constitutional authority whatsoever to do the things that they claim to do. And, and so here we accept this idea that, oh, it's an emergency, a Nazi Germany has come into our country, and we've got to suspend all rule of law and the Constitution and all this kind of stuff. They did it in Utah completely, unequivocally. There was no bounds to it. Uh, the, the executive was creating law right, left. It's happened all across this country. And so what we do is we slowly erode this to the point that people believe, well, we've got a we've got a uh, environmental problem, a, a climate change, a heat wave, whatever you want to call it. Oh, no, we've also got a gun emergency. So, well, let's declare an emergency and let's seize guns or uh, assault weapons or whatever. The Congress is approaching a, a assault weapons ban. And uh, maybe the first one since 1994 when Biden was... Uh, helping that happen and the fact of the matter was it was unconstitutional then it's unconstitutional now even if Congress created it in 1994 it was unconstitutional because the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed and so but we we take these these steps and if we put them together in a kind of a collective uh, snowball it's gonna it's an avalanche it, it becomes everything that they're claiming to be able to do because of the right of office. There is no right of office for anybody to do any of the things that they're talking about doing right now, whether it's fusion centers that are going to abrogate the separation of powers or whether it's a climate change thing or it's a gun thing or it's a, it's a disease thing or whatever it is, they are out of bounds. And we've got to bind them down from mischief by the change of the Constitution. See, Sam, uh, I look at these the, the rhetoric, the the uh, drool that's put out by these people that uh, we've been just talking about some of these articles they've written. And they say, oh, these guys are anti-government. No, no. There's no anti-government movement. It's anti-tyranny where those in power are seizing power that was never delegated. The, the right of the people uh, to consent to how they're governed is completely abrogated. They, the, we said, okay, we'll be governed by a constitution that keeps these people that create law within these bounds. These people that enforce law are kept within those bounds. We're pro-government in the sense that it has been established, it's been defined, it's been accepted, and the consent of the people has been obtained. And we want to retain that as we go forward, not these broad-brush, sweeping, tyrannical things that we've just been talking about, and I don't need to rename them. But uh, there's dozens more beyond that that we and they need know to stop this. and think. They know this, Dr. Bradley, but if they call you a racist, if they call you anti-government, they believe that it'll be checkmate. You'll shut up and go away, and they'll control the narrative. We're pushing back, and that's not going to happen anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Biden tests positive for COVID-19. Now, listen to the interesting thing about this. Number one, he was double-vaxxed. Number two, he was double-boosted, and he still got the COVID. Now, listen to this. They want to contact Trace, you and I. Whenever we get COVID, they want to run it to ground and find out where it came from and all that stuff. But here's the headline. Not only did um, Biden test positive for COVID-19, now the White House claims doesn't matter where Biden got COVID. Just doesn't matter, doctor. Well, here, here's the deal. Um, 
the facade of the spin on this, I watched the press conference yesterday. They had about it. What a Pollyanna, happy-go-lucky. Oh, we're so fortunate he's been double-vaxxed and, and double-boosted. What? Are you telling me that it's totally ineffective to stopping it? Yeah, that's exactly what they're telling me. And now he's on Paxlovid, too. And we get, uh, you know, you have to roll this Fauci guy into the middle of it. Fauci got it, I think it was last month. And, and he... Uh, went for the Paxlovid. Paxlovid really is a knockoff of what ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have been proven to do all over the world, but they can't be patented, and you can't make yeah, big Yeah, it's just bucks. patented, though, and now they're going to charge a ton of money for it, so it's okay to use well, now. Here's the Paxlovid thing. The Paxlovid thing is $530 per dosage. I mean, if you get a regimen of that. The U.S. government paid $5.3 billion for this stuff. You can get Paxlovid. But the problem is when Fauci took it and he was, you know, doing this regimen for his COVID bout, it came back with a vengeance. It kicked him in the butt harder than he was kicked before. And so now here we have is, is a brand new high cost um, patentable medicine that doesn't work apparently that, I mean, based on what we see with, with uh, some of the experiences people are having that we spent billions of dollars on as a U.S. taxpayer and and so we're so fortunate that that uh, Biden was double vaxxed and, and double boosted, and now he's on Paxlovid. Oh, it's just uh, kumbaya. Everybody's happy. The the spin they're putting on this thing is absurd, and I think that there needs to be some solid investigation done. As maybe just maybe some of these uh, new uh, variants like BA five, maybe they're an outgrowth of what came through because of the. It's a big old shame. The truth is coming out, ladies and gentlemen. They won't be able to cover it up forever. Now, on the election fraud discussion, just really quick before the end of the hour, and I know I'm a little bit all over the map, but hopefully all these topics will be addressed. You know, uh, hopefully you can kind of get a handle on some of these topics here. There's so many of them. Biden admin now sues, sues Arizona. So Joe Biden's administration sues Arizona over law requiring proof of citizenship to vote. Yeah, in federal elections. They claim that the Justice Department contends that this Arizona's HB 2000 or 2492-2492 violates the National Voter Registration Act and the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Fox News with this piece. So bottom line is, look, we've claimed that illegals are voting. Not only do they say so, we say, well, that's illegal. They say, no, it's not. It's fine. And so Arizona's trying to stop illegals from voting. And now the Biden administration literally sues Arizona, saying you can't stop illegals from voting. What are you thinking? And then illegals voting, that would be illegal. And then we say there's election fraud, and they say, without evidence. Folks, we're not even on the same page for discussions. Unless we can get on the same page where truth is truth and a lie is a lie and facts are facts, I'm telling you right now it's going to disintegrate this country into a revolution. I don't want that. I don't want a civil war in America, but I'm telling you, when you're that blatant that illegals can vote and you're going to sue a state to force illegals to be able to vote, what have we come to, Dr. Bradley? Well, that's that's the whole basis of this. It's Marxist in its origins, and you create that conflict-based uh, society, you know, white against black, black against white, religion against non-religion, the men against women, management against, uh, you know, labor, whatever, 
and you get enough of this uh, where the definition of terms, you can't even define women or men or you can't define what a lie is or what truth is. I mean, everything, uh, you're, you're anti-government because you want to preserve the government. I mean, holy cow. And, and they think that by creating all of this conflict, uh, and this has been the way the Marxists have always done it. It's worked for them time after time from the, uh, you know, the French Revolution forward that you, you get this confusion, this conflict, and, and out of that comes the new order, which is intended to be communism. That's where they're intending to take this nation. And so half the nation hates the other half, and we can't figure out why. Well, it's because it's done by plan. And what we need to do is we need to re-embrace the founding principles this nation was established on. They are clearly defined. They're enunciated in plain English. We can know the meanings of those English words if we'll just take the time to study them. And Americans need to realize that, that those of us that want to prevent tyranny are not anti-government. We're pro-government in, in terms of being able to restore the foundation that made us this great and wonderful free nation that ultimately and finally is going to be destroyed if we continue to ignore history and, and the lessons of history. So we've got to go back, look at our back trail, and find our way back home. That's, that's all it comes down to. It's pretty simple. A Ladies simple and gentlemen, like it starts by it. getting on your knees and praying to Almighty God for protection, for safety, for repentance, for solutions. And then it's time to put our trust in God Almighty and have faith and turn faith into an action word after you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And the way you turn faith into an action word is you get up and go to work to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth and to become a light on a hill again and to invoke the promise God made in the Bible to all of us. If we repent and turn to him, he will heal our land and protect us. It's time to pray hard and then get up and go to work and make our faith whole by our action, ladies and gentlemen. And that is the great hope for the greatest country on the face of the earth. That is the hope for us to carry out and support and promote the proper role of limited constitutional republic government that our founding fathers gave everything for. We must do the same. For Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, syndicated by lovingliberty.net and Brighty on Radio, God bless all of you. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. <laughs>